Good morning. Welcome to the Teach Better Today morning show where the Teach Better team gets to join you live every single morning at 7 a.m. Eastern. It is the Monday after Thanksgiving. We have had so many days away and we are so excited to be back to welcome you into an incredible week ahead. Jeff Gargas is in the house. So you know it's going to be a really great show or a really bad show, but we'll be right back. Good morning. Hi, Jeff. Jeff Gargas. Good morning. How are you? You you ready for a really amazing show together? Uh, It's the only thing I expect when you and I are together. Obviously. Obviously. So how are you? You feeling feeling good? good. Ready for it's a Monday. Yeah, I still feel like I need to be rolled around places after Eden. But like, all in all, I'm good. I think, you know... I really try not to overeat on Thanksgiving, and it's inevitable. Even when I try and eat healthy, I eat more than I should. No, no. Well, yeah, that well, that's a whole other story. But yeah, Thanksgiving, I know I, I'm like, nope, caution to win. I'm going in. Like, I get two, yeah. I get we eat at both my parents' house and at my in-laws, and both of them are delicious. So it's like, go time every time. Fair enough. Fair enough. So if you had to identify one thing that you are thankful for, or maybe you did this with your family, one thing you're thankful for, what would, what would it be? Obviously you're thankful for lots of things. So maybe just choosing one. We did do this. And I said, I was thankful for Ray Hewart. My family looked Uh, a little weird because my wife was next to me, but she actually said she was also thankful for Ray Hewart. So like, I love, I love Amy. I'm thankful for Amy (laughs) all the time. So that makes sense. I'm I'm thankful. Honestly, I'm thankful for having. We were talking about it because you know we drive out about an hour out to my parents, and we got to like drive back, and it's kind of a crazy day and whatever. And you know, we've talked about the last couple of years when like we get close, and we're kind of like, ah, oh, like it's coming. We got to do all this, and then I'm like, you know what? It could be a lot worse. We could have families that we don't want to be with, or we couldn't be with. And so mm-hmm. I'm thankful for the fact that I have people that I like. We actually want to drive an hour to spend time with. Yes. And and that I have in-laws that I actually like enjoy hanging out with. Like that's not a, and so that's thankful. And you can, I can continue that right into like work that I have people who I work with, who I enjoy. I know we joke around a lot, but like people who I actually enjoy working with, like I'm very fortunate that way. So I'm thankful for all that and Turkey. And Turkey. Yeah. You yes. know, it's interesting. Obviously there's lots of things to be thankful for with friends and family and you know, everything that, that goes into our day, day-to-day life, right? This incredible network. I have to say, to maybe be a little vulnerable, um, I'm really thankful that the Teach Better team is still here doing good work because Me too. back in March when we went through some very challenging times and had to make some in- impossible decisions to try and stay afloat, we we didn't know what our company would look like two weeks from then much less three months, much less November of the same mm-hmm. year. And to still have a team here that shows up every day for educators, small and mighty, you know, like doing 
doing work, trying to change the world of education. I, I'm very happy that, very thankful that, that this yeah. community stuck with us and, and is still around doing the good work. That's a good one. Well, I'm trying to, you know, win over the, the to, good vote. Trying to yeah. trigger all that drama in me. That's good. That's I'm not. Good. I'm not. But I, I, you know, we haven't talked about it in a while, and I just want people. I, to I know literally that talked about this with my with my in laws, and actually with my brother. Like, so, like, yeah, I'm 100 percent with you. Yes. Yeah, yes. and I think that we covered up a lot and and hid for a lot of the the stress that we were going through. So now more or less being on the other side. Like all mm -hmm. we can do is just move forward. Yeah. Um, you know, it's important to me to be like, yeah, I didn't know if our community would still be here. And I'm so glad it is. Like, I love all the people that participate in the show, all the people that are still writing blogs for us. Our podcast network is thriving. Our mastermind is more, you know, like stronger than ever. I just, mm -hmm. it's really, really special. And of course I'm thankful for baby Hazel because we needed we needed a new yeah. Teach Better baby. So shout we out did, to the Midland family. Yeah. Our team grew. Our team grew. A little bit. But she, <laughs> she's just a little bit right now. Um, She was like 7 pounds, 19 inches. So it feels like yeah. she was at a substantial size. Yeah. She's probably bigger now. She's eating probably good. She probably ate a bunch of turkey. She's probably like 15 pounds now. Wow. You think so? That's grow, right? I have no idea. <laughs> Do they, hey, double, do they double in size in 10 days or whatever it is? Yeah, yeah. Katie, could you comment on uh, the size and weight of Hazel? If they do that fast. I think, like, she's already walking and, like, speaking yeah, full senses at this point. Yeah, we just got off the phone. How does that work with, like, the third kid? It, it does kind of work that way. Doesn't it, like, the first kid, you're like, oh, I don't know, and you're really trying to, to do all this right as a parent. Once you get to the third kid, don't they just, like, walk around and just become an adult instantly. Like, I don't know. I mean, I only have two and all I can tell you is that they're completely different. Like nothing. You were like, Oh, we got this figured out. We did it once. We're like, Oh, never mind. Like completely <laughs> different blueprint. Like that's not going to happen the same way at all. Yeah. Um, wait, so, so imagine Katie... the third one. I don't know. Maybe the third one does. Cause like you, it's just two different ways. And then like you reset. I don't, I don't know. I'll have to talk to like Chad or Josh. They have a lot. So like they, they would have know. a lot. Yeah, that's know. true. Yeah. I will say that, when Hazel was born, I believed, I mean, so like, I believed that Hazel looked a lot like Katie's second child, Stella. So I was like, mm. so she'll look like Stella, but she'll act like Harper. Maybe she'll have Harper's personality. It'll be like a blending of the two. Possibly. Or she's going to look like, probably look a little bit like both of them. She'll have like her own whole new mix of personality. And Katie Man. don't know what to do. If any of you have three or more children, we'd love to hear in the comments how the personalities come. Because I always joke with Katie that this baby was going to be the baby I was going to like follow. And I want to learn all the things because I, you know, I won't have babies myself. So I'm like trying to really hone in and learn all the things. But I do also want to know, is it bad that I've sent a baby gift like every single day since the baby? No, that's expected. Okay. I think she told me. Okay. Um, that she was expecting that from you. So, cause I was like, Hey, do you need anything? She said, no, Ray's going to send me a baby gift every day. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Every day. Good. Okay. Well, the, the one that arrived recently, um, I think she posted, but the one that arrived recently was I sent the baby, uh, my first Hanukkah onesie, even though they're Christian. <laughs> and so Hanukkah starts with like, like, I don't know. Like, on it and stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. It says my first and then a big menorah and then Hanukkah and Hanukkah starts on the seventh this year. So I'm like, well, perfect. The baby will have a great onesie to wear. 
eight days and nights. Not to like try and steal a spotlight, but I'm kind of upset that I don't have a my first, uh, not a onesie, but like a shirt. Uh, so if you're thinking well, about a Chris, like a Christmas gift, that'd be a great Christmas gift for me, wouldn't it be? Well, Jeffrey, you can go to teachbetterswag.com and get your own Teach Better Swag holiday edition. You can get Christmas. Is there swag. a My First Hanukkah in there? You can get if there's Hanukkah. Not, there, should be. there is. You can get Hanukkah swag. You can get New Year's swag. We love covering covering new exciting celebrations over at the swag store. I have the one where it's like the Teach Better Hanukkah and the lights on the menorah are all the diamonds. All the diamonds, right? Okay. All the diamonds. I've, got, I've got the mug that's got the Christmas tree like that, which I like. Yes, um, yes, yes. Interesting. This okay. is the lamest show of all time. We're transitioning yeah, this is into bad, team, like, team talk. Zero, we got it. Yeah. We'll be back. We'll be back. <laughs> Good morning. Thank you for sticking with us over on the Teach Better Today morning show. We are in our team talk segment, which is where we like every single show to be able to have some sort of educational dialogue. Sometimes when Jeff and I are on the show, we forget to do this part, but we are not forgetting. It's just dialogue. It's, it's not well, educational at all. <laughs> well, we have a listener question and those sometimes keep us on track a little bit versus if we pick the topic, it might be like something that doesn't make sense. So I have two different listener questions. And Ooh, wow, that's crazy. Okay. I know. And I, I can't decide which one to do. So we will eventually do all these listener questions. I love that we have like a bank of like 300 plus and we keep getting new ones in. So this isn't like a losing battle, but the one here is talking about retakes so that's like one of the one of the questions. Okay. The other one has to do with how many grids you have open during any point in time in your classroom. So do you have a preference on which we, we could try and do both? I just don't know that we can get through both in one one show. I feel like we we've I don't know if it's out yet, but we've been working on a revamp of, of something around retake. So maybe we go there first. Okay. And I think it is out. And if you guys need it, we'll get, we've, we just redid our retake policy. Our retake yeah, policy. Yeah, which, is, which is like one of our, one of the, one of our most popular downloads and resources that people go with too is that thing. So. Well, and I have to say, it's just old. Not to brag. It's just old. Like aesthetically, it was old. Now it's and not. So now it's not. Now it's really. Well, we completely pretty. revamped it. But yes, it also looks prettier. But it, I mean, it looks. So what's, okay. So. Yeah. So what's the question then? What's the, like, can we just send this, like, can we just give them the download and then question answered? Uh, not <laughs> quite because this one is a little bit more in depth that the download will help you address, but it's still part of the conversation. So okay. the question here says, how many times should a student be allowed to retake a quiz? What if you just need them to move on because time is running out and they keep failing the quiz even after direct reteaching, et cetera. 
I don't know the answer so to I have that. A, I do. I have, I have a very go, long you, answer. Go ahead, because I have thoughts, and I'm not sure that I'm going to say them. But, All right. So there's a what, lot what, of layers. Because, I, I, again, not a classroom teacher, so like I'm going to think about this probably differently. So I'm curious. You are like kind of the re retake queen in my eyes, so. I love retakes. I am obsessed with talking about this. So yes, it's, I'm kidding. she likes it because I let Ray redo everything she does on the team because usually the first ten to fifteen times, not great. Even when I directly teach, she just doesn't get it. That might be true. <laughs> that that might be true. <laughs> Especially when I turn in something and and just like, did you proofread this? And I'm like, no. Why would I proofread something? <laughs> Jeff will be like, hey, can you redo this entire website? And I'm like, here. And he's like, can you explain to me as a 32-year-old master's well-educated adult why there's 25 typos? And I'm like, oh, well, did you want me more to? More of our why is why is every third to seventh word capitalized? I sometimes it's the second letter. I believe things should be capitalized. It just yes, adds on the, uh, on the third the in the second sentence, can you explain why you capitalize the H? <laughs> It looks it looks better that way. It looks better that way. <laughs> All right, sorry. Go on. At so how many? So you did retakes in your classroom? Of course, and of we, course. And we well, obviously we work with a lot of teachers that do or are transitioning into allowing it or figuring out how to implement that. What's the like? Where would you cut off as far as? So we're playing within the, that box, what school is where we have to cover certain material and stuff. So we got that's that's where I feel like this user question is really coming from. Is it like I want to do more because I know it's good for the student, but I've got to, to me, you know. To me, this is less about how many times a student can retake and more mm -hmm. about us being more efficient and effective educators to figure out what the issue is. So yeah. first and foremost, just to kind of lay the base layer. The retake policy guide that you all can go download. It's gorgeous now that, you know, someone on the screen just redid it. And um, it, it really is for those. It wasn't Jeff. It really is for more of those summative assessments where you are moving on from content. So that retake policy is a little bit more for those heavy final projects, heavy final mm -hmm. tests where the classroom is moving forward to more challenging information, but the student is looking to redo that last piece of learning. Um, there's a lot in there, including example emails and a template of the retake contract and everything else. When it comes to, I think this question, this has to do more with retaking a quiz. That's the, that's the word used. Mm -hmm. The quiz is typically more of a formative assessment, meaning it's falling somewhere in the grid or somewhere in the learning progression where you as the teacher are just looking to confirm understanding from the yeah. student, and then you want them to go move on to more challenging information. So for me, when I read this question and it says, how many times should a student be allowed to retake? Um, what if you just need them to move on because you're running out of time? My, my big emphasis would be on conferencing following the quiz. So you're providing some sort of quiz for the student to take. When you provide that quiz, it should be extremely, extremely short. It should be concise and it should be focused on very clear objectives that you're looking for the student to meet. So, for example, if at the end of level one, you want to kind of like recap that they have retained the information, those solid core skills that they learn in level one before they move up to level two, and you're giving them a quiz where you're not letting them maybe use their notes. So you really want to confirm that they retained that information. My first step would be challenging 
us as educators to reflect on how efficient that quiz is. Make sure that you don't have any questions in there you don't need, um, that this is the time to use the questions or prompts on a quiz that are going to address the most common mistakes in your content. On the flip side, I also personally like to section out on the quiz what information um, was taught where in the grid. So for example, I might have a quiz with five questions, but the first two questions have to do with box 1A, the second group of questions might have to do with 1C, and those are like the key concepts I want them to make sure that they confirm. What I like about this is that then when I grade it, I can really confirm, okay, they, they did get this information, they retained it, it's just this one section they're not understanding. It helps me better and more efficiently reteach. The, the last thing is, I think conferencing is enormous. And it's not about the student completing the quiz. That's This is not a task completion mm -hmm. conversation. It has to be about the student understanding the material. And if they don't understand the material, they're not ready to move forward. But if you're feeling the time constraint, my question would be, are you being specific enough in what you actually need them to retain to move on to new information? Do you really know your content well enough to help target that reteaching so that the student understands the concept and can move forward. Because when I see the question of how many times should a student be allowed to retake a quiz, I don't really have an answer to that because the term retake a quiz is like so vague. Like to me, if mm -hmm. I have them take a quiz and I'm conferencing with them and we have a conversation, if they were unsuccessful, I am going to have them take the quiz again. But because there's conferencing and reteaching in between, I'm able to move them along quite well because it's not about how well they retake the quiz. It's about how well the conference goes. I like to use yeah. the quiz almost as students' notes for their ability to conference with me. And uh, I think that's a really important component to this. Yeah. My, my gut reaction was, well, a couple of times, and then you should move on from the quiz and figure out another way to assess whether they've actually understand. Cause it's not about, you said it literally, it's not about the quiz. It's not about the completion of that. It's like something is not happening where they're not retaining the knowledge or the quiz is not providing them the opportunity to prove it to you one or the other. Right. And so right. the conference and takes care of that, a simple conversation with them or some other form of assessment, or if you have it, um, to get them there, but yeah. And depending on how they do in the reteaching, you may not need the quiz to be done. Like if you do, exactly, for example, you might. Yeah. yeah, more often than not, I'd conference and then I'd be near the whiteboard and I'd be like, here's a problem. And I'd go through and have them do like five problems over and over. I was teaching, mm -hmm. right? Five problems over and over. We maybe the first one we we do some reteaching. The second one they do really well. Third one we do a little reteaching. They then they do four and five by themselves. I don't need them to retake the quiz. Like, move on. You got it. Well, and that's where understanding, like, what's the purpose of the quiz? And what are you trying to get them to know? Well, I need them to know X, Y, Z. Okay, well, great. If they can do that in the conference, and then, yeah, you don't need the quiz. That's just a tool for trying to yes. get that info out. Yeah. So, so thinking of your quiz as more as students' notes for the conference and having the conference be the thing that you need mm -hmm. to have success with the student, for me, was the thing that helped me move forward. Can't. I, I know we wanted to possibly do another question, but I'm going to, I'm going to ask another question around this one though. Cause we talked about how yeah. this was more formative. What, what's the answer to this? If we're actually talking about a summative assessment versus a quiz, 
So I, so for me, summative assessments are different. And the reason I believe they're different and why we have structured our retake um, guide download to be different is because the theory would be that the information in class is not supporting the information that they are working on for the, for the retake. So, cause we're at that for, time point period where now the class has to move on cause we've got yeah, to cover we've, stuff. Cause that's, yeah, we moved on to the next unit of study, right? So um, my answer is if you have a solid contract, which I, I will bet my life on the contract that we have in our, in our download, if you have a solid contract, you can retake as many times as you want within a set period of time. So for example, um, if you go through the contract and you're unsuccessful and you want to go through the contract again, typically I tell teachers that the, the time that, that the students can retake is within the next unit. So like the next unit of study is going to be like, I don't know, let's go with four weeks. They can retake as many times as they want utilizing that contract within the four weeks. And then we got to move forward. The reason I create that arbitrary timeline, because it's completely arbitrary, just mm -hmm. to be clear. The reason that's created is because more often than not, if the student is going through the retake contract and they're unsuccessful, especially more than once or twice, there needs to be some reflection of how we are building up that student's rigor and passion for learning. Yeah. And sometimes it's okay to move on, even if they didn't master the content, knowing that your relationship with the student and their relationship with persevering through the content becomes almost more important. Like their effort mm -hmm. moving forward is great. Let, you know, I, I hate to say it that way, but so for me, the contract requires so much reflection, reteaching and commitment. I very rarely, I don't think I ever had a student that retook more than once in that contract, but in theory, I was always like, you can retake this as many times as you'd like. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and again, this is all balancing like mastery theory and actual practice with human mm -hmm. beings, right? Like that's the struggle of, of educators is this is what the research says versus this is what's actually practical with the humans that we have in our classroom. So. Heavy. Sorry. Good question, Good question though. Yeah. Great question. Keep those coming. Yeah. We'll answer another grid question tomorrow. So stick with us. Uh, we hope you have an amazing day ahead. And if you are looking for that retake contract, I know it's on our website under, under our downloads page. It will also yep. be under our standard-based grading professional learning page. Um, I don't know. Maybe we'll throw it up on the homepage to make it easy for people. So go take a look at that. And uh, obviously let us know if you can't find it. Jeff, thanks for uh, a good show with me. Yeah, thanks for hanging out with us. Have a good day. Bye, guys. Hey, Teach Better community. Thank you so much for joining the Teach Better Today morning show every single weekday at 7 a.m. Eastern. We have so many resources for you outside of this live stream at teachbetter.com, including blogs, podcasts, and professional development that will bring our team to your school. Wherever you are listening from this morning, please make sure you are sharing and celebrating the incredible educators in this world. And hey, if you are listening over on a podcast to Teach Better Talk, we would love a five-star review. <laughs> the comments are always so entertaining. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow.